Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. This week is the second of two weeks where I have invited alumni of the Quilt Pattern Writing course to come and share what they've been doing since finishing the Quilt Pattern Writing course. And before we jump in and I introduce you to the three guests who we have this week, I'm going to read a review from Lee Wysong. Lee says, smart businesswoman. Elizabeth is so knowledgeable in building and growing a business. Her podcast has fantastic tips, tricks, and the foundation of business. She strives to bring guests of all kinds of talent to appeal to an array of businesswomen. She needs to be in your podcast rotation. So Lee, thank you so much for your review. If you have not left a review for the Craft to Career podcast, go ahead and pause the podcast and just take a second. You can either tap the five-star review or you can leave you know, a little summary of what you love about the podcast or even what you'd love to hear more of because I am here to help you grow your business. So thank you so much to everyone who has left a review already. It is by far just the greatest way of your showing appreciation for the podcast. Now this week, I'm excited to tell you who we have, the alumni that we're having this week. The first guest is Amanda of Prairie Quilt Co. She is such a talented designer. And if you aren't following her on Instagram, you're going to want to. It's a beautiful account, and it's just really fun to see how she has learned an amazing skill for photography and her branding. So Amanda of Prairie Quilt Co. The second guest that we have this week, an alumni, is Jess Cottrell of Cottage Lane. And I love the direction that her business has taken, the journey that she's gone on to find her niche. You're going to love hearing that from her. And the third guest this week is Abby of Abby Made. And I'm going to avoid saying her last name because I'm going to say it wrong. So she'll introduce herself with her last name. But Abby is just such a talented and sweet person. She's also an art gallery fabric socialite. And I love the designs that she's coming out with. We talk a lot about her, her quilt patterns and the inspiration and the beauty behind those designs. I cannot wait to introduce you to these three very talented and wonderful alumni of the Quilt Pattern Writing Course. Amanda, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. Yeah. For our listeners, can you just kind of introduce who you are in the quilting community? Yes. Um, so my name is Amanda Lowen, and I am Prairie Quilt Co. Um, you find me on Instagram under at Prairie Quilt Co. Um, I've been designing patterns now for uh, just over one year. Um, so I'm relatively new, but I've been on Instagram for a lot longer than that. So a lot of people have been with me throughout my whole journey of changing from being a quilt pattern tester to being a quilt pattern designer. Very cool. Okay. I didn't realize you'd only been writing patterns for one year because I must have been following along longer. So you took the quilt pattern writing course last year, right? I did. Yes. I took it in the fall of 2021. Um, and then I here. I'm like, what was last year? <laughs> I know. So yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And then I released my first pattern in the spring of 2022. Um, and then since then, it's just kind of been one after another. Yeah. So, okay. When did you start 
Well, let's hear kind of the progression. So things that I'm curious to hear about. When did you start your Instagram account? You have a very healthy, thriving Instagram account, which I have my own ideas of maybe why, which we'll discuss. But when did you start quilting? How did that turn into a business? And what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, so I started quilting when I was on uh, maternity leave with my second child, um, I am a teacher um, as my day job, and I, I found myself getting very bored when I was at home. And that was something that I'd always kind of wanted to learn, but I had never really had the time to do it. So I started teaching myself how to quilt while I was on my leave um, through blog posts that I found through Pinterest, through lots of YouTube videos. And I just kept practicing and um, I just really fell in love with quilting and I just couldn't stop once I started. Um, I carried on with that. And um, during COVID, I started doing some pattern testing uh, for some different pattern designers. And I really loved doing that. Um, and through that, I, I became a lot more interested in becoming the designer myself. Um, so that, and then I kind of came across your course because for me, there were some unknowns that I wasn't really sure. Well, what, how exactly do I create um, the pattern with like all the instructions and all the images? And, and I, there were a lot of things I just didn't know exactly how to do. I had ideas, but it's like, well, how do I get them down onto paper? So I came across your course through Instagram and I yeah, decided to sign up for it. And I'm so glad that I did because, well, here I am. <laughs> yeah. So what has your career looked like now that you've released patterns? Has that been successful for you? Are you trying to branch out into other areas? Like what do you see moving forward and how has that helped? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I released my first pattern in April of 2022. That was my wild star flower pattern. And um, I was really happy with how that one went over. Um, for me, that was uh, just really motivating um, to like keep going. And then um, last year, um, when I was on my summer break from school, I spent my entire summer break uh, working on my cabin nights design. And I released it at the end of summer. And like that pattern, I feel like it really... Um, it really went far um, with that pattern. It, it was really well received and probably my best-selling pattern to date. Um, I did my first quilt along with that pattern. Um, so that was a whole new experience with leading, um, with leading that and all the other kind of pieces that come along with leading a quilt along. Um, and then from there, I've just, I've kept going. I, I had, um, released some free patterns uh, to help build my newsletter. And uh, I just released another pattern called Birdling. And I've just wrapped up the quilt along for that one as well. Um, so kind of going forward, I was like, okay, well, now I've had like a, quite a few patterns that I've really released. Now, where do I kind of see myself going with this? Just keep you know, continuing to release patterns or maybe going another direction. I'm Kind of taking some time to think about that with this summer here. Um, I do still teach full time, uh, so I need to kind of consider well, what can I do um, with the time that I have, and how can I make this all fit together? Yeah, do you see yourself? So you're in Canada, right? Yes, I'm and I don't know. And yeah, you don't need to say, but I'm curious, like, as far as a teacher salary goes, what you'd have to do, would you be interested in replacing and being done teaching? Or is that something that you're like, no, I love it. I'm going to keep that no matter what. You know, um, when I took the quilt pattern writing course, we were kind of in the middle of COVID restrictions. And I was teaching through that. And I think at that time, I really could have seen myself yeah, walking away from the profession and no, I'm going to try doing something else for now. But I've just finished my first full school year without restrictions. And I remember now what it's like 
to, to, to teach without restrictions. It's like, you know, I love it. So for me, like I am not ready to walk away from my career. Um, I love it. And I, I do love also having something else. So yeah. on the side, um, I think it's important to still have other things in your life, other passions. Um, so at this point, I'm I'm content to keep pattern writing as kind of more my weekend mm-hmm. um, pursuit and continue with teaching. Well, and as a parent who has kids in school, thank you. We need, I just feel like after COVID, so many teachers quit, which sounds like you went through that same thought process for a second, you know? And so I'm really grateful for the good teachers out there who love to teach and are sticking with it. So yay. I'm glad that you, you know, that that's, I mean, it'd be fine if you weren't, but you love it. So that's good to hear. So I'm curious when, how long have you had your quilting Instagram account? Oh yeah. Um, so I actually started my account about five years ago to participate in a quilt along. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was a a then came June quilt along. And I didn't want to um, change my personal account to public. So I started up my my quilting account um, to participate. I think it was the Sienna Burst quilt along uh, way back when. And uh, so if you scroll all the way to the bottom... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of my account, you'll see that those are kind of some of the first posts that I had there. And um, yeah, then it was just a place that I found, like, that's where I shared my quilting, because I was kind of funny enough finding on my personal account when I would sh- share my quilting, like, no one cared. <laughs> so, like my friends and family did not care about what I was making and they didn't want to see it. Um, so I figured, okay, well, I'll just start a totally different account so that if people want to see it, they can follow along there. And then uh, <laughs> I'll just keep my kids to my personal account. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So five years, it's grown really well. If you had to guess why that is, what would you say? Oh, you know, sometimes I'm just so puzzled too. Like, why do people want to follow follow my account? Um, like when I first started, I think I was excited to get have a hundred followers, and now <laughs> I have m- many more than that. And um, I, you know, I just share what I'm doing. I'm I'm not really one who goes out of my way to be creating content. Like I'm just sharing what I'm doing. <laughs> But people seem to like it. Um, they, a lot of people I find, they follow just for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to, I do take pride in what my feed looks like um, with posting like good photographs. And like I, I have my favorite colors that I like to use. Um, so I, I really like to keep it nice and you know good looking. Yes. <laughs> That's important yeah. to me. In my opinion, I think you've done such a good job of branding. And so for me, I'm like, I don't know that the average person is aware, but people like to follow a cohesive, especially in quilting. You know, if it's some other industry, it doesn't matter so much, but we are a very visual thing. And so you just barely touched on like photography, which I'd love to dive into more. And then the colors that you like. So I'm very curious. Often I'll tell students like, pick some branding colors and they're very scared about this. They're like, oh, but mm-hmm. I love all the colors and then I'm going to have to exclude that. Do you feel like you you genuinely get to use the colors that you like or are there certain colors that you like? I'd love to use it, but that's not really sticking with my feed. Um, you know, I, I think... I think when I was first kind of starting with some of my pattern designs, I kind of, I didn't stay true to who I was. And I, I used some colors that I thought were kind of trending with that. I was seeing other people using a lot. And then like, I was sharing them, but it's like, oh, but I don't love this. And this isn't me. So I was like, I just need to be true to what I love. And I love bright colors, lots of pinks, yellows, blues. Um, So I just find myself totally just continually gravitating towards a very specific palette of colors. And it's like, okay, well now just every quilt I make is going to be using those colors. I do a lot of scrappy quilts. So like I've got my bins that I just pull from and it's like, well, it always is cohesive because it's always the same colors that I'm using. And I'm always buying fabric in the same color palette. So it's just... 
Yeah, I just find, okay, I just have to be true to myself and what I love, and then it's going to work, and people seem to love it. (laughs) And so you never feel like you're limiting yourself. You're, You're being very true to what you love. Yes. Yeah, I exactly like I love in my quilts, the bright colors, like I don't really dress so much or decorate my home in these bright colors. But in my quilts, this is what I love. And so I just keep keep using them over and over. And I don't feel like I'm ever limiting myself. um, Because I'm just doing what I love. Well, and I really do think I mean, also the photography you're very good at photography so I want to touch on that in a second but I do feel like those colors it's very recognizable when I see your photos I know that they're yours and that's huge for success I do feel like that's a big reason why your account's grown you also make beautiful things and then the photography so can you tell us how like what are some tips you have how did you get to make these great photos Oh, well, thank you. Well, I have no professional training in photography, so don't feel like you need it. Um, But I've done lots of kind of trial and error uh, with uh, picture taking. For me, I just shoot with an iPhone. Um, I don't have any fancy equipment that I'm using ever for any of my photos. Um, I I always use natural light. That's very important um, for me. Um, my sewing room is unfortunately in my basement, which has no natural light. So you'll find like I never have any photos of my sewing room on my feed. Sometimes in my stories, they'll be there, but never on my feed. It doesn't belong there. <laughs> so yeah, natural light is key. I take a lot of photos um, outdoors. And I also have my favorite places in my house where I take a lot of my photos. So I have lots of pictures on my dining room table. Um, that's a great place at certain times of the day. Lots of photos on my in my living room on my rug. Everyone always comments about my rug. <laughs> so, that's another place that... Um, that's got great natural light. Um, and then otherwise, I, I like to play with angles. Um, and I like to play with um, yeah different ways that I can showcase like different um, stages of the quilting progress. I like to not just share the finished quilt, but I like to often share like the quilt in progress. Um, so people can kind of follow along and see how it's kind of come together. Um, so and then after that, I also, I, I always edit my photos using uh, Lightroom. Um, I will never post an unedited photo. Uh, so I'm always, I'm not using filters uh, because I find filters will change um, the color of the fabrics a little bit too much and people know the fabric. So they would know you've used a filter. So I usually just um, change the, uh, the light, like brighten it up and change the colors a little bit um, with vibrance and saturation and yeah, um, sharpness. So I just tweak everything. I play around in Lightroom until it, it fits with uh, hmm. how I want it to look for my feed. Do you up the exposure? That's usually like the first thing I do. But okay, so you do yeah. sharpness, brightness. Mm-hmm. What else do you do? Um, I always play with the curves first. Hmm. So I first, I'll, first I'll adjust all the light. First, um, first I'll play with the curve a little bit and adjust that and then the exposure and definitely the blacks. I find that makes a huge difference. Um, the blacks, the shadows, the highlights. So first, yeah, first play with the light and then go to the colors, adjust the colors a little bit. And then I do like the detail, the sharpness. Um, and oh, well, there's another thing that there's on there that is masking, masking. I don't know, for some for some reason, if I, I slide that little bar a little bit, it, it makes a little bit of a difference. <laughs> masking, I've never looked yeah. at that one. I know, I do have, um, I do pay for like a, pay for Lightroom, like for the version. It's not just the free version that I'm using. So some of those features might not be available if you just have the free version. Yeah, and then the black, do you generally like, and the shadows, you make those less or more? Usually I increase them until, like, not all the way, but just until I'm happy with the results. It's a lot of play like, around. Yeah, I would love to watch you do a live, <laughs> like, a screen recording of your editing. Just I think see. I once did a reel like that where I, I did a screen recording of an edit of a photo. Um, I think I posted it last summer. How did that do? I, I would be very intrigued. You know, it. 
it didn't really do very well that real. <laughs> well, darn, I guess I'm a anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> I think people should care more, but that's my I know. Opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there were some people who were like, oh, that's really interesting. But yeah, but as far as the reels go, it was not my most successful one. <laughs> darn, darn. And I'm curious, just our listeners can't see. I can see you've got a wall in this pool. Oh, what do you call it hanging behind you? Oh, there's a macrame behind me. Yes. Okay. Yep. What would you say your home decor is? Because it's like this white cream color. I'm getting a vibe of like this boho minimalist, but then your quilts are very colorful, you know? I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say my home decor is it's kind of a mix of farmhouse meets, um, I don't know, transitional, I don't know all the words <laughs> that you would <laughs> use to describe it. Um, but cottagey, I do, I do love to thrift. So mm-hmm. I have always got lots of um, thrifted things, so a mix of antiques and newer things. And, um, but yeah, I love the more, yeah, like whites and grays and wood tones. Um, yeah. But then, you know, here I've got, you know, yep. a bright quilt, <laughs> you know, thrown on something. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's very cool. So for someone who is a quilterpreneur, what advice would you share with them? You know, I think the, one of the biggest things that I've learned is just be true to who you are. Um, don't try to like follow trends or um, yeah, do what other people are doing. Because I think whenever I've tried to do that, it's just failed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I find if I just do what I want to do, design things that that I love and that I want to make, um, that's where I see I have the most success. So just staying true. Yeah. Use the fabrics you love. Make the designs that you love. Yeah. Post things that you love. Um, yeah. Just stay true to who you are. I'm very curious. What are some of the things that you tried that were not true to who you are? Well, I think sometimes, like I mentioned before, um, using some fabric colors that were not my niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, um, part of it. Um, I think, you know, I see a lot of people making like all kinds of reels and things like, well, some of those don't really suit me or my personality. So I'm not going to go and do that kind of thing. Like I will make the kind of reels that I like to make. Um, so I think just kind of sticking to what you love and making sure that your designs fit who, who you love, who you are, um, is, is what, what you need to do. And then I feel like the brand really comes forward more because I remember even, well, still sometimes I struggle with, I'll see someone doing really well and they're using a totally different color palette. I'm like, man, should I try that? That seems to be trending. Mm -mm, It just doesn't go well, you know? And I saw certain people do stories and their personality was very different. And I was like, oh, I guess I should try and be like that. Terrible idea, you know, like just being who you are and letting that be uniquely you. And that just builds your brand and, and not that you're doing it to build your brand, you're doing it for yourself to be happy and like true to who you are, but it just helps things I feel like. So, yeah, I think a lot of my growth has come just naturally because I've just been doing what I do. Um, and people just kind of respond to that. And, um, I, I'm just still amazed at how, how much my account has grown, especially in the last year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I bet those quilt alongs helped as well, too. I would say so. I, um, I definitely, I've just yeah finished up my second quilt along. And I would say just from my experience now from releasing, I don't know, maybe five or six patterns. I've only done two quilt alongs, but the ones, the patterns that I had a quilt along attached to, those have been my best selling patterns. Yep. I think people just really respond Um to, you know, having the designer being willing to um, really walk you through sewing the pattern um, together and to get the insider tips and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's fun for me to see then as well, other people all at the same time, people keep posting this quilt made by you. I'm like, wait, this is popping up everywhere. What is this? I got to take a look. And so that is cool to see probably helps growth as well. And I think it does. Yeah, because there's a little bit more, um, what do you say, um, 
it just kind of grows more. Um, right. People kind of see it, it rolls along. It's like that rock that gets bigger, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. Nothing draws a crowd like a crowd, you know? And- exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, you said at the beginning, but let's say again, if someone wants to find you, our listeners want to find you, where where's the best place? Okay. Well, the best place to find me is on Instagram at Prairie Quilt Co. And then I also have my website. It's www.prairiequiltco.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Such a pleasure. I hope that we get to meet in real life one day. I feel like with the the home decor and the vintage shopping, all of that, I'm like, we would have a great time. So one day, are you going to quilt con or anything? I would love to one day make it to QuiltCon. I, I keep me and some other teacher quilters in Canada are thinking like we are going to have to wait till we retire <laughs> in order to go because we don't get any time off. Um, so and summer. it's always okay. like, a long weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A summer thing would be more ideal probably. Well, yeah. I'll look forward to that one day. <laughs> I know, you know, I'm not that far off. Oh, <laughs> Maybe <okay>. 15 years. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I won't hold my breath, but I will keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Jess, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. For our listeners, can you share who you are in the quilting community? Yes, I am Jess. I am the one behind Cottage Lane. I am a quilt pattern designer and as of recently, a fabric dyer. And I have a hand quilting course. I love it. Okay. So you are an alumni of the quilt pattern writing course from which year? From the last year. So 2022. Okay. It's so funny. I'm like, Last year. Remind me what year that was. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, okay. For our listeners, I would love to hear, well, first of all, what has been your quilting Instagram business journey? You know, how did it begin? So like my whole entire business journey started whenever I randomly saw an ad on Instagram. I think somebody had shared something about your course and I have been quilting since I was nine. So it has always been something that has been a part of me. And I have had ideas or um, designed quilts that weren't technically from a pattern. And so I was like, this might be interesting. So I, I found that um, the link and we were actually out of town on vacation. And I was like, I have to do this thing. And we didn't have service where we were. And I was in panic mode, but I got in. <laughs> uh, I am pushing it back a week because, well, yeah, you're in America. So it's like Labor Day, you know, I'm like, yeah. mm, let's push that back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I took the course and um, I I really enjoyed it. I really got so much out of it that I wasn't even expecting to get out of it. And so that was a nice kind of bonus surprise. Oh, that's fun to hear. So what are some of the, I'm curious, what were you, what did you get out of it that you're like, oh, I had no idea. I have taken other courses on other things. So on um, fabric dyeing or embroidery or just completely random, like herbalism, totally random things. And I felt like I always left those thinking like I could have YouTube that, like I could have taken time and done this. But after I left the course, I felt like I literally had everything that I needed to set off on my own. And although it was terrifying, after you had the last week um, Q&A, and you were like off on our own, <laughs> like your little babies that you set off into the world. Um, I felt like I had everything that I needed to do what I wanted to do. And what I wanted to do has definitely changed throughout the past like six, seven months now. But um, I, I had all the tools I needed and there was marketing and business um, lessons and, and that side of it that I wasn't expecting. And that was very helpful because that is my my downfall <laughs> is the marketing part. I find generally cool pattern designers, that's the thing. They're like, I just want to design patterns. I don't want to have to market and put this in the world, but you need to. And so, you know, learning yeah. how to do that. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> so before I hit record, 
you were saying, oh, I've been through this journey. It's taken me five or six months, which for the record is very fast. I'm really impressed. But you've been through a lot of decisions and pivots. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. So um, without like giving away anything in the course, you had mentioned in the course that we needed to, of course, narrow down our niche and find our brand. And one thing that you said stuck out to me, and it was your pictures and your marketing has to be on brand. And if you don't have a couch that is on brand, then you need to like go out and find a couch somewhere that's on brand to take pictures. So from early on, it made sense to me that I needed to, um, for me personally, that I wanted to keep my brand what my life was, I guess. So it was easy to do all the things and I felt like I would better portray my brand. So I started off with Cottage Lane being very cottagey and country and vintage. And I quickly felt like that wasn't what people wanted to see. And so I tried to mold into what people wanted to see. And I tried to do um, like modern-y and it just didn't feel right. And I definitely think it came off that it didn't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of pivoted back. And Whenever I pivoted back, I fell hard into my love of hand quilting, which I have done for 20 plus years. And so I fell into that and created my course and got so much love for the hand quilting part. And I have most recently kind of started to pivot into a um, natural dye, um, offering naturally dyed fabrics, but still holding on to the hand quilting and just that down home feel and um, trying to combine that. I love that. So how did you get into, well, actually first, I'm going to say, if anyone's thinking, I need to go buy a new couch that's on brand, you can go somewhere else. Like I have literally popped into Pottery Barn, the store, and taken photos in Pottery Barn because I didn't want to buy a new couch and it was on brand. (laughs) So I'm going to throw that out there. Um, But how, okay, the fabric dyeing. I love that you started leaning into going kind of back to the cottage lane, but a little bit of a pivot. But I noticed that you said it's something that you loved the hand quilting. And I just feel like when people lean into the thing that they love so much, it's going to be successful. You know, you can always learn tips and tricks how to make it more appealing and market better, but it's going to be fun and enjoyable and really speak to you. And that shines through. So how did you get into the fabric dyeing? Like, what's your history with that? So before I started my quilting business, I was a knitter and I would spin my own yarn and I would get the raw fiber and spin that. And so it was obviously a neutral color and I would dye from um, plants for my garden, the yarn to get colors. So during the course, I kind of, Um, thought about doing that with the fabric. And then I talked with you about it. And you said, that's so cool. And so I had wanted to do it. And I tried another part of the beginning journey was I tried to find out how to do it. And I felt so rushed that I just put it aside. And I was like, this isn't going to work. I'm just going to stick with this other thing. And so I have through the past couple months, taken the time to research on how to make it Um, affordable for me to do and for me to offer to people. So it just took time. I just needed to sit and think and not rush through everything. Which is still a really relatively short period of time. I'm very impressed with (laughs) how quickly you've pivoted and done these things. Well, that's good because I feel like (laughs) I've bounced back and forth and done so many things. And it's quite stressful to me because I live in a very black and white world where I just need to be told what to do and do the thing. And that's how it is. And so it has, it's been a journey. Uh, Entrepreneurship is uncomfortable that way because, you know, there's no one sitting there telling you what to do or how to do it, which generally we'd like that, you know, and there's never one recipe for how it should be done. Like everyone's journey is going to look a little different, um, which I'd love for you to speak on 
just the journey for on that thing. You know, if there is someone who's like, oh, I don't know what to do. How do you, what advice do you have for that? I would say that the biggest tip is when you love something and feel that it's right, that you just need to take the time and slow down and figure it out. Because if it feels right, it's right. And um, it, it's so funny because I am a, a chronic rearranger in the house. And so my husband and I will rearrange a room and he'll say, this is exactly how it was three months ago when we did this. And so I find that like that stuff always gets moved back. And so with the business, I started on this thing and I didn't think it's what people wanted, but it's what I wanted. So I did what they wanted. And then I ended up coming back to the the thing and it was comfortable for me and it was right and it was what I loved and I had knowledge in it. And so it just felt like a good place to land. I love that journey of yours though, because there's value in that. You know, I think sometimes we get really stressed of like, I need to have it figured out now. But now that you've gone through that journey of trying to do what you thought people wanted you to do, you are now so sure in what you want to offer. Like no one can take that away from you, you know? Yeah. And and it feels good that I, like I mentioned, have the knowledge in that. So that if people have questions on that topic or like my course, my hand quilting course, that it was such a good fit for me personally. I had so much knowledge in that specific niche. And so I feel like I have enough to offer to keep it going. I really love that. And I'm curious from the quilt pattern writing course, do you keep in touch with your small group or people that you've met from the course? I do. So there were um, three other girls who finished in my small group. Um, A couple of them decided that they needed to step back and do other things. So the ones who finished through the course with us, I keep in contact with. And my small group leader, I keep in contact with. And um, a couple other people that have taken the course, I I keep in contact with. And I also had somebody join my hand quilting course. And she emailed me this morning and said, like, I'm so excited. And I took the course with you, with Elizabeth. And so it's fun just to have a little community of people. I love that. And you had, I want to say Maud of the Retro. I did, yes. Yeah. And she, I think, uh, anyhow, she kind of has helped you with some business advice. Is that right? She has. So right after the um, the course was over, we had like one meeting left, I think, with our small group leaders. And after that, she said, I think I might start a little mentorship and I would like to test it on you guys. So I kind of continued that with her for um, a couple months, I think. And she definitely helped me a lot. And every once in a while, I will go to her and say, like, I just, I don't know what I'm doing. And she'll help me through it. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, even me, like, I'll mentor others. Everyone needs a mentor, you know, it doesn't matter. We all need someone to bounce ideas off of like that community of finding people to talk to and just bounce ideas off of. Because otherwise, I feel like I'm in a vacuum. And I'm like, I just need to vocalize this. And sometimes even if they're like, try this, I'll be like, Oh, no, no, that's not what I want to do. And now at least I know, you know, like, I just have to have that space to bounce the ideas off of. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, so I would love to hear, have you released patterns since um, finishing the course and what, how does the quilt pattern writing aspect of your business look moving forward? So I have put out five patterns, um, since the course, I actually put my first one out in January of this month. So I have five out. I have my sixth coming out, um, the 10th of this month. And the way I'm kind of pivoting is with my naturally dyed fabrics, I did a pre-order last month for a kit that I was going to put together. And so I'm releasing that pattern and shipping the kits that I sold at the same time. And I think I'm going to continue that for a little bit, um, putting a pattern out, but also having a kit to go along with it. Um, So it would kind of be like a double dip. You get the pattern or you can get the pattern in the kit. So I've I've been enjoying that, um, the planning of all the patterns that I want to bring out. And I have some really exciting stuff coming in. Ooh, well, hold on. I want to hear more if you're willing to share. But also, I just have to say, 
girl, I can't believe how much you've released and done since you finished the course. I'm actually blown <laughs> away. Like, are you doing all right? I would be super proud. <laughs> yeah. So it has been very fun. I like to stay very busy and I've felt like this has given me, who is just a homeschooling stay-at-home mom, another purpose. Um, So something else to do with my time. And it has just been so fun to put the patterns together and to get them out. And I've had a couple that have done so good and then a couple that are like, eh. But the most exciting things have been um, just like today, I sold a pattern that I put out several months ago. And it was just like, oh, like that's still giving me something. And I had a couple people the other day that weren't my pattern testers, just random people who bought my pattern and they shared it on Instagram. And it was just like such a crazy feeling to see people who had purchased my pattern and made it and then wanted to share it with people. And I think that that was even better than selling it. I, I agree. I love that experience of like, oh my gosh, people out there are making this thing and like posting about it. It's kind of a surreal experience. Yeah. 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 And so you, okay, just to make sure you do have a course on how to dye fabrics. I don't have one on the fabrics. I have one on hand quilting. Okay. Are you thinking of offering? Cause I would love to do a mixture of like my fabrics with some hand dyed, you know, that I've dyed with, I don't know, nuts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I've had some people ask me and there is a course that I took a while back and it was so good and so well done. And the girl is so amazing. And she kind of has her own secret recipe for, um, so like whenever you want to dye fabric, you have to pre-treat the fabric. So the dye sticks to it. And so she has her own personal, um, mordant, it's what it's called a recipe. And so I always send people to her and her name is Jamie and she is from our, her business is the barefoot dyer. And hmm. she the most amazing person in the world. She's so nice. So I definitely recommend everybody go there for a dye course. My heart is so happy right now that, that I'm seeing this. I absolutely love when you're like, there's no need for me to recreate that. It's out there and available. And let me point you to where to go. That is the beauty of like, there's room enough for all of us, you know? So I'm going to go check that out. Thank you for that in the show notes. So what can you share what you are hinting at that is in the future or do we need to wait and see? Um, No, I would, I would love to share. So um, I just actually listed today where I'm dyeing Sashiko thread. So I'm kind of speckling it and I'm going to put some solids out there. So I'm going from just the fabric to also some thread. And then my next couple kits that I have planned to come out um, for August, I'm going to put a tote out and it's going to have some applique on it. And then the next month I have something really, I'm really excited for, and it's going to kind of mix my love of knitting and quilting. And I'm going to make a quilted shawl. And I think it's going to be perfect for the fall. That is so cool. I am really blown away with how crochet, okay, I hope I'm getting that right because knitting and crochet is very different, but crochet and quilting is very on trend right now. Like I go shopping with my daughter and it's everywhere and it's so cool. Yes, it is. I love that. And I'm also really loving, and I don't know if this is on trend or it's just me loving it, but all the small little applique, foundation paper piecing, um, those little things, adding that to clothing. I'm digging it. Like, I just love it. Yes, yes. I have, I've, haven't done a lot of applique. So I'm kind of interested to learn as I'm doing this little tote pattern. And mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to kind of experiment with it. And the dyeing of the, the, no, Sashiko fabric. Is that what you said? Yeah, the Sashiko thread. Yeah. Okay, yes, thread. That's Which is I- kind of also tying into um, the knitting background that I have. So I was dyeing the yarn and I would like speckle the yarn. So it would have speckles of colors all over it, or you could do like a solid dye. And so I'm kind of transferring that into the um, Sashiko thread for hand quilting. And I'm kind of testing one out right now. And it is so cool on like the white border of my fabric to have like the pops of color come in. And it's just so fun. 
Ooh, I can't. When when do we get to see this? <laughs> that is on a pre-order right now. The thread is. And mm-hmm. the um, every 20th, every month on the 20th, I will have pre-orders for a kit come out. So this month I will have the tote with applique. That is so cool. So if you had to describe your niche, how would you describe it? This is the hardest thing that I have done in this course. But <laughs> I, I narrowed in on is that. <laughs> to try, yes, to try to um, nail down. So I would just say that I'm just trying to bring this um, at home, comfortable, um, hand quilty and dye natural kind of a feel. Definitely like you go to a cottage in the middle of nowhere and you are just relaxing and quilting and being with the flowers. Mm-hmm. And I love, there's definitely a theme of like thread, I would say, with hand quilting, dyeing. Would you agree or am I off there? Oh, yes. Yes. I love that. So what advice would you have for a quilterpreneur? So either someone who's beginning or someone who's like, oh man, I just, I would love some advice right now. I would say that my biggest thing is to just do it. One thing that I heard was that you're supposed to give your business like one whole year before you see um, an upward spike in your success. And so the first couple months I put two patterns out and I made maybe seven sales in like three months. And that was like three months after putting a pad. The first pattern I did didn't get any sales for like four months. So I felt very discouraged and I was like, this isn't worth it. I'm putting so much into this and I'm not getting anything out. But I just kept going and in that journey found me. And in that journey, I found my people and my customers and people who appreciated what I had to offer instead of me trying to force myself on people. And so just sticking with it and taking the leap and giving it a solid year. And um, I definitely, definitely think that you will see success. That is beautifully said. Wow. Thank you for... Yes. Yeah. So for our listeners who want to find you, where's the best place to find you? So you can find me on Instagram at cottage.lane or on my website at cottagelane.com. Awesome. Well, Jess, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Abby, thank you so much for being here. For our listeners, can you introduce yourself and tell us who you are in the quilting community? Sure. My name is Abby Luxinger, and my business is Abby Made. Um, And it's kind of a play on my middle name. So it's M-A-E-D. But um, I'm a pattern designer and I have a little pattern writing business. So that's what I do. Yeah. Okay. And you are an alumni of the quilt pattern writing course. Which year did you take that? I took it in 2022. So the last last year. Oh, awesome. Okay. You're a brand new alumni. (laughs) I love it. So what have you been up to since finishing the course, which hasn't, I mean, I guess it's been about a year now. Yeah, not, yeah, not even quite a year. So I launched my business kind of right as the course was starting, which is a little unusual, but, um, I was just excited to get going and I, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I already had a pattern written, Uh, So I launched my business, but since the course wrapped up, I have um, launched several more patterns. I have a total of five patterns out now, Mm -hmm. and um, I had an opportunity to be a socialite for Art Gallery Fabrics. So yeah, I started that in, oh man, I mean, it's been a process, but I think it actually publicly launched in March. So, So yeah, I've been doing that. And then... Yeah, writing patterns and and doing that is pretty much pretty much it. Awesome. So I'm looking at your Instagram account and I feel like you have done a really good job of branding and getting your colors narrowed down. Can you share what that process was like for you and can you share what you feel like your colors are if you had to say? Yeah, absolutely. So Um, Yeah, one of the things I really loved about your course, Elizabeth, is the focus on branding and finding your niche. And 
I think what was funny about it for me is that I, I think I've always had brand colors. I just didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I was prompted to like create a mood board and to go back and really think about what my colors were, I looked at my own photos on my own feed and I was like, oh, they're all right here. I just, I I just hadn't thought about it before. So my um, aesthetic is very much soft, natural colors. Um, I love like the peachy pinks and the soft greens and kind of just that those like almost like a boho rainbow sort of Mm -hmm. um, feel to it. So yeah, those are my go-to colors. And occasionally I branch out, but I just keep coming back to them again and again. (laughs) I'm the same way. I have my colors and when I branch out, it's like uncomfortable a little bit. I'm like, let's go back to this, you know? Absolutely. And I feel like your bundle, your art gallery fabric bundle summarizes your colors perfectly. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's really hard to put together a bundle. Like kudos to all the fabric (laughs) fabric out there. I had no idea. Like I put so much time and thought into trying to figure out, you know, what would make a good bundle? What was like reflective of my style and like also what would look good in a lot of different patterns and, you know, projects and big patterns and little patterns and, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I, (laughs) I did not realize (laughs) before doing this, how hard it was. Well, you did a really good job. And then I'm looking at your butterfly, butterflight. Is that what it's called? Yes. Butterflight. That is so cute. How did you come up with this design? So I, um, Honestly, I was like, I was sitting in bed one night and, you know, I, I kind of have a hard time turning off the pattern writing, even when I'm not actively doing it. So I was like sitting in bed one night and, um, waiting, my husband was busy charting. I was waiting for him to come to bed. And I had this idea of like, what if you could use quilt blocks to make a, like to make a different picture than what the quilt block actually is. And so I was just playing around with it. And then I kind of stumbled into this, like, oh, wouldn't this be cool as a butterfly? And I just kept working with it and playing with it and then finally came up with this design. And I was like, this is so cool. And then I immediately Googled, like, has anybody done this before? Because like, this is totally original to me, but what if somebody's already done this? And I couldn't find anything like it. Mm -hmm. So I was just so excited. (laughs) It is so cool. So it's kind of like a log cabin block. Is that where you started? Yes. Yep. It's like a log cabin block. It's kind of got four log cabin quadrants. And then they all, when you put them together, it creates this butterfly design. Very cool. And I'll put a photo of that in the show notes as well. So people can, can go and look. And have you released that pattern yet? Not yet. That one is going to be released really soon. It's going to be released July 20th. Okay. Awesome. Testers right now. And yeah, it'll be ready soon. So now I'm curious when you designed this, do you, do you use EQ8 or Adobe Illustrator? I use, I don't use any of the quilting like EQ8 software. I just, I've never been able to like, my brain just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So I always start with like Adobe Illustrator or, you know, like a graph based, if, even if I start in my notebook, like I start with like graph paper or I start with EQ or, um, Adobe Illustrator or a program like that, where I just need to see the shapes on no kind of background and not have it like fed to me with like a pre-made quilt block. So yeah, I guess I start from scratch every time. (laughs) Okay. And then I'm looking also at, let's see, Lake Day's quilt pattern. Mm -hmm. I love, you have one hanging up in front of like a white barn door and they're, the colors on that are so beautiful. It's not the colors in your bundle per se, is it? No, it's a little brighter than I normally go for, but I was really trying to have it evoke the feeling of like, almost like a nostalgia lake feel. Like like if you think about like the nautical flags that are out there, mm-hmm. you know, that they all have a different symbol that means a different thing but they only use the colors red, blue, and yellow in flags, but red is outside of my comfort zone. Right, yeah. So I kind of like dialed it back to like a pink. Mm-hmm. And then, but I liked that feel of like the, kind of like the starker pattern against the whiter background um, that kind of just really made me feel like 
it, it really reminded me of like the sailboats on the lake and just picnics and having fun and cookouts and all the things that I sort of associate with a lake day. Yeah. And you grew up in Wisconsin. Is that right? That's right. Yes. I have been born and raised in Wisconsin and there's lots of lakes here. So yeah, I'm a Minnesota girl, the land of 10,000 lakes. And I love going to the lake. And I mean, people talk about the beach. I'm like, what about the lake? It's so underrated. (laughs) Yeah, I know the the lake is definitely the the beach of the Midwest. And there's so many beautiful lakes and beautiful beaches, honestly, in the Midwest. I don't think people realize that like, even some of the Great Lakes have like beaches that look like an ocean. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yep. It's beautiful. And I think you wrote Hearts Aglow while you were in the course. Is that right? Or no, no, no. It was um, Twinkle Light. Yes. Was the one I did during the course. Yeah. And that is probably, it's, it's my top seller of all time. It's been super successful. It's very quintessentially my style mm-hmm. with the colors and kind of a, um, my tagline is um, modern quilts, timeless design. And I think that that one just really encapsulates that encapsulates that idea so well that it's like a fresh take on, you know, a block that you've seen a lot of times, but this feels modern and fresh and just really versatile. Yeah. I mean, it almost has, I don't want to put it pigeonhole it like a retro vibe, but with the stripes and the colors that you use, I, I love it. Like, it's just, I love it. You did a really, when that came out and you were in the course, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm so excited that she's in this course and learning to share this with the world. And it's really fun for me to hear how your mind is thinking about patterns and like, you know, the lake, the lake quilt that you have all of this intention and thought process going behind what you're doing. And then the butterfly block, like I can just picture you coming up with these designs and like not being able to sleep until you get this out, you know? Yes, I know. That's the thing. And I think that's the fun, the hard, but fun thing about like entrepreneurial spirit is that like you can't turn it off it's just there all the time and so you have to kind of like learn to set boundaries around it but it's so hard because you're just so excited I love that though when you get so excited and you just can't wait what's your favorite part of making a quilt oh man I mean I really love picking fabric because like the colors and the textures like that just lights me up um but then I think like when you get like one block complete, that is really awesome too, because you can finally start to really visualize what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And then definitely, I mean, once it's like totally put together, that's always really cool just to see all your hard work come together. Yes. Do you ever just stand back and just look at it? Like, wow, I love this. Yes, absolutely. I usually like, as soon as I finish a quilt, I go find my husband. I'm like, can you just hold it up for me? Yes. <laughs> He's like, all right, all right, stand back. Let me hold it for you. It's, for me, it's the same with home decorating and making a quilt. Like if I decorate a room, I'll stand and just look at it and admire it. And my husband walks by, he's yes. like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing, just looking. He's like, okay. (laughs) Soaking it up. Yep, yep. Yeah, I love when the blocks come together and I start to see it take form. And anyhow, it's just such a fun, creative process. Absolutely. So I'm curious what advice you have for someone who's thinking of starting to become a quilt pattern writer or, you know, a creative entrepreneur in general. Um, I would say that you just have to go for it. Um, there's no perfect time to jump in. And so like for me, I thought, (laughs) I had this thought that I would start a business, you know, it was a year ago now, but I was thinking, oh, I'm going to start a business now and it'll just be a little thing. And then in a couple years, when my littlest, who's currently four, goes off to kindergarten, I'll have this thing that I can do, you know? Mm -hmm. But, and it ended up taking off a lot faster than I anticipated and getting to be like a much bigger thing that I was like, oh man, like now I have to think about, you know, how to structure my time better and how to kind of draw some boundaries around it. Because like, you know, my primary job is still being a mom. I've got four pretty young kids, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I don't regret doing it when I did, because 
it, you know, it will be something really great in a year when she does go to kindergarten. But until then, it's okay to kind of be in that um, tension of like, I'm super excited about this, but I also love, you know, being home with her and, and, you know, over the summer, I'm home with all of them. (laughs) um, But yeah, I think like, there's no perfect time, you know, just like when, you know, they say that with having kids too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's no perfect time to have a baby or adopt a dog or whatever. Like, you just have to go for it sometimes and kind of just see where the journey goes. And I, um, I've just been so blessed with how um, the community, the quilting community has just like welcomed me with opened arms and um, been excited and, and just super supportive. And I think that it's just really encouraging Mm -hmm. to see that and have that and have like, you know, the course alumni come around each other and be like trying to build each other up and celebrate together and all of that too. So I think, um, I think whether you're launching a business or launching or, or, you know, looking at pattern design specifically, like just go for it. Just don't sit on it too long. Just put yourself out there and, you know, it'll go up from there. I love it. I love that. How you said that tension, because there always is in life, right? You know, of trying yeah. to, there, you know, we say balance. I don't think there is a balance in life. It's a matter of just juggling and absolutely. Yeah, no perfect time. But I, I love that. So I think you worded that really well. Thank you. And I have to ask, are you coming to the Quilterpreneur Retreat in Utah this September? Because I'm selfishly really, yes. Oh my gosh. Yay. Okay, I'm so excited <laughs> to meet you. And I have to say, well, this is just you and me chatting now behind the scenes, but whatever it's on the podcast. <laughs> so Liza Taylor and I just yesterday went up and found a spot for the retreat for next year. Oh, cool. And it's amazing. And there's a really exciting guest that I cannot wait to announce who's coming to speak. So I'm like a giddy little schoolgirl that's like, oh my gosh, I get to meet my friends and hang out in this beautiful place. So I'm so know, glad you're coming. So <laughs> awesome. You know, and it's funny, Liza um, is actually, I give her so much credit. She's the one that really has kind of opened doors and pushed me out of my shell a little bit. Like she was the first person who ever asked me to pattern test. And when I was just like, discovering the online quilting community so really um, that's so cool so sweet yeah she noticed I did this like quilt along and she noticed the quilt I made and thought it was pretty or whatever (laughs) so she asked me to to pattern test for her at that time and I was like oh my gosh okay (laughs) (laughs) that is so cool it gives me like goosebumps I love 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 the community and like I feel like I found my people I love just the sweet kind soft, talented. Yeah. You know, anyhow. Yes, so. I know the quilting community is amazing. And I'm always just so encouraged by how sweet everybody is to one another and how, you know, they're cheering each other on and building each other up. And like, everybody wants to see everybody succeed. And I just love it. And finding like, there's definitely, and I keep well, we're human. So there's this natural, like, Oh no, scarcity. Is there room for me? Like, am I competing with, is this too similar to so-and-so, but there's so much room for people, especially if you get into good branding, you know, like you have, and you come up with your own creative designs, like you have, there's room, you know, there's room for us to, to share these beautiful designs. And so I love surrounding myself, you know, with people like you who, love support lift people up and we're not scared or intimidated we know that and and Liza you know like encouraging you and Mm -hmm. go for it you know you you can do this so that just makes me happy yes absolutely it's a great a great community and there is there's absolutely room for everybody I went to um like a quilting what do you call it? Like an expo here in Madison, I don't know, a year or two ago. And it was so funny because I walked in and walked around and it was like, there was nothing there that was anything like my style. It was like the bright colors or the dark colors. And, you know, and, and everybody there was probably you know, at least 20 to 30 years older than me. So that was just a different mm-hmm. generation. But it was so encouraging to me because I was walking around and being like, well, there's definitely room for my style because I don't see it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's just all about your perspective too, that like, you know, seeing it as an opportunity, or even if you see more people with your style, then it's like, cool, this is popular. This is, yep, you know, exactly. Like, 
there's room for you either way, whether you see yourself in the community or you don't like there's definitely room for you. Yes. Well, I just got an email yesterday from the modern quilt guild and I opened it, which I normally have so many inbox stuff that I'm like, I don't have time for this, but I went and looked at some of the challenges and quilts that people have made and it blew my mind. I was like, Whoa, their creative mind is very different from mine. Yeah. I love it. But like, I, that's, I can't even touch that, you know, like there's just so much variety when you tap into your own artistic creativity that yes, there's room for us all to be uniquely us. And and I just love that. Mm -hmm, Totally. So for our listeners, where can they find you? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at Abby made, which is a B B Y M A E D. Um, otherwise, you can go to my website, which is www.abbymade.com. Um, and those are the best ways to reach me. You can message me or email me and I will always get back to you if I, I, I mean, you should be, realize that I have four little kids at home for the <laughs> summer. So like it might, be, right. it might be a slightly delayed get back to you, but I do try really <laughs> hard to, to make time for messages too. And then I'm curious what your middle name is because it's a play on your middle name. Yeah, so my middle name is May, M-A-E. Oh, um, cute. And I was named after my grandma, and her. she's actually the one who taught me how to sew and quilt, so it all comes full circle. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to chat, and I am so excited I get to meet you in September. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. Thank you to the alumni who were guests this week on the Quilt Pattern Writing course. It is such a pleasure to be able to see what's happened since taking the Quilt Pattern Writing course, to be in some small way a little part of these stories and these journeys. If you are interested in taking the Quilt Pattern Writing course, it opens every September. We're getting closer to September. You can go to quilterscandy.com, go to the top where it says courses, and join the waitlist. You can also learn more about the course and what's being covered, what you'll learn, what the cost is. You can also go to the show notes for this podcast episode, and there is a link to join the waitlist for the quilt pattern writing course. Thank you so much for being here on the Craft a Career podcast. I love talking all things quilty, business, entrepreneurship, both with guests and just sharing insights, you know, that I've seen and experienced and grown with. So next Friday, I'll be back with a brand new podcast episode. I cannot wait to share that with you. Until then, have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you later. Bye.